welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing ways to declutter and organize your wardrobe using inexpensive coat hangers, tubs, and other organizational strategies. If you're wanting to declutter your wardrobe and get organized, then this episode will help you get started. So today on Simply Happy Conversations, I'm sharing tips to help you start to declutter and organize your wardrobe using inexpensive organizational strategies. So I want you to keep in mind that this process will differ slightly depending on the space you have, so your wardrobe and where you store your clothes, as well as the kind of life you live. So whether you are living in the same clothes that you wear to work as what you would wear on the weekend or or maybe also a special interest that you have and you might have different uniforms that you need to wear. You might do a lot of activities outside of your normal everyday life. So you have, you know, that sort of clothing that you need to also accommodate in your wardrobe. So let's start by going through some of the things you need to keep in mind before we even start to declutter the wardrobe. So one of the biggest things is deciding on the time. Now, this is a big project, decluttering your wardrobe. So thinking about a time that's going to suit you, you're going to be making lots of decisions. Therefore, you need to make sure you have enough energy to make those decisions. And so I do not suggest that you're doing it after a day at work because you're not going to be able to make the decisions and be happy with your decisions. You'll feel fatigued and overloaded even just after a few decisions. So it's better to find a day that you've got a lot more time, you know, two to three hours is what I would say if you're going to do the whole thing. But the alternative is you could choose to just do one category at a time. So it could be just your shoes, just your shorts, um, just your active wear. So looking at a different category and then just decluttering according to that category. So then you could possibly do it in like half an hour or an hour time slot and spread that out over a month is another idea. You need to make sure that you have rubbish bags that are heavy enough, like that, that are, will take a lot of weight with the clothes put in them. And these are so that you can place the clothes in to donate. They need to be in good shape when you're going to donate it. You don't want to be sending them to a an opportunity shop for someone else to buy it if you're even embarrassed to wear it yourself. The other bag you're going to need is another rubbish bag, but this is for things that aren't worth keeping. So it's maybe stained. It needs repair. It's beyond repair. There's holes. It's ripped. Maybe it's out of style. And you'd just be really embarrassed if you donated this. Now, there are some opportunity shops I know in our area that actually take these items rag bags. And so I have bagged up clothes like this and actually taken it to them. Another one is to actually keep some of them yourself and cut them up. And I know that I've put some in the shed and my husband was very grateful to have the nice old cotton t-shirts as well out there. So there's another option for you to do. 
The other one is having a bucket of some kind, even your washing basket, for all the items you'd like to sell. So shoes, accessories. Again, remember they need to be in good shape that someone would want to pay some money for it. Another thing to keep in mind when we are doing this is you know, is it worth your time and energy to sell something for $5 um, or is it better to donate it? And and why are you selling it? What's the reasons behind it? Is it trying to get the money back or is it that you just want someone else to have, you know, the, the clothing to be passed on and someone else to give it more life? Or like in my case, my daughter likes to sell some of her clothes in good condition because she wants to then use the money to go and buy more clothes for herself. Um, the other thing you'll need is another bo- basket box, something to place everything that doesn't belong in the wardrobe. And you're not going to be going and taking all those items back to where they belong. You're going to save that at the end so that you can stay focused on the actual area, the wardrobe that you're doing and do that after at the end. Now, I love when I do kids' wardrobes and clothes because generally the parent is hovering around and so that is their job. So I don't even need a like bucket. I've just got a little pile and the parent is taking it out and going and rehoming it or putting it back in the home that it's originally for. Um, so I might just touch on kids' bedrooms first and then we'll go into, but another thing you may need is a tape measure for measuring the shelves and the hanging spaces and something to write down the measurements or on your phone so that you can refer back to it. Another thing is having a full-length mirror somewhere so that you, when you try it on, you're actually able to see if you really want to keep it because you can see your whole image rather than just part of it. So you're going to be able to make it easier to decide whether you keep it or whether it needs to be let go of. So if we go back to our kids' bedrooms, and I do a lot of kids' bedrooms, that's one of my things that I you know, seem to always attract is a lot of kids because of the work that I do. The th- things I use, I use three tubs. And the three tubs are ones for our BFFs. So I get them to imagine that there's their BFF is coming to their party. And so those are the clothes that we love. They're the ones that are going to be staying in the wardrobe. Then we have another one, and these are just our friends. So imagine them coming to the party, but they're not staying. They're just coming and they're getting a party bag. And so they're the things that we're going to donate or sell. And that's where the items go in that bucket. And our last one is they're not our friends. They're the people who might just say happy birthday to us. And so they are the things that are going in the rubbish bin. So by having these three buckets, it just makes it easier for them to see where they're going and just make that simple connection of BFFs, friends. They're more acquaintances. They're not their close friends. And um, it just makes it a little bit easier to separate it for children. So now... If we were doing, though, an adult's wardrobe, the first thing would be to go and gather all of those supplies that I talked about, the rubbish bags, some baskets to rehome, and also our tape measure and our, definitely our full-length mirror. Once we've got all those things ready, obviously we've blocked out the time as well, is then you're going to take everything out of the wardrobe, all of it, the clothing, shoes, all the organisational things, And this is if we're going to do the whole thing. If we were obviously just doing one area, so just say our workout clothes, we would make sure that we get all of those workout clothes because I know that clients I've worked with before, there might be some in the wardrobe, some beside their bed in a 
in another basket, but we want to bring them all together to be able to declutter them. If we're doing, though, the whole wardrobe, we take everything out and then we're going to give the wardrobe a really good clean. You know, I find they they get really dusty. It's also just a great opportunity to clean out. If there is mould, you may be able to see by moving things around and and if there's any other bugs that are in there, like silverfish that have been eating some of your clothes. So it's giving it a really nice clean and then we go back to the clothes and we categorise the clothes into the different categories because then we can actually see how many things you have. And that's the trick because I've worked with people who have said, yes, some of my exercise clothes are under my bed, somewhere in my wardrobe. The ones I don't really like are up the top. But when you bring all of that together, you can see how much you actually have and then may be able to go, right, there's way too many. I do not even need all of these. But when we have them in the separate spots, you know, we can't actually see that. By bringing it together, you can see how much you have. A lot of people fear this decluttering because they love to hold on to things that they may need another day. Or also there's, I, I'd like to be able to fit back into that or it may come back into style. So what we want to do though is we want to really focus on what you want to keep rather than what you're getting rid of. We're just thinking about everything you love, you love to wear, and you also feel good in it. And maybe people comment on that particular item that you wear and what it says about you. Really think about those questions. Do I love it? Do I wear it? And how do I feel in it when I actually wear it? Because we don't want to be wearing things that don't fit properly, which um, give us like a muffin top or bulging our boobs and bulging at the top end. And we don't feel comfortable in it when we look back on photos when we're wearing it. I also share in last week's episode with Beck Manzina, she shared some great tips around intentional, creating that intentional wardrobe. So definitely go back and listen to last week's episode if you want some more tips around, around that and creating that intentional wardrobe. So the next thing we need to do is then once we've decluttered and decided what we're keeping and what we're not, we're not keeping and what we're maybe selling is then to assess your wardrobe storage and what you've got. And we want everything to fit back in your wardrobe in one area, if possible. So, you know, the shoes, the clothing, the accessories, all together. Our wardrobe's quite small, but it's very high. So we've actually got a step ladder now in our wardrobe, which means that we can use that top shelf quite easily because there's a ladder there, makes it easy to step up. So that may be something if you've got a small space, but it is tall, by just adding that ladder, it means that you're more likely to be able to use that higher space. Another thing is looking at drawers, maybe moving your drawers into your wardrobe. So I've worked with clients where their drawers were out and they found it a real, and then, you know, just by moving them in, which there was plenty of room to have them, it also helped to keep all their washing in one area and made putting away a lot easier. The feedback had been, you know, after we'd worked together is that they found it was a lot easier to put everything away when it was all in one area. Another thing to consider is like the storage, what you're going to use. So you might use open boxes. I've got open boxes in mine because I have shelving and they're a lot easier. They're just uh, came out ones plastic and I can slide them out. They're inexpensive, pull them down, have a look and grab out what I need for the day. 
I really like the Marie Kondo rolling method for, you know, two reasons. One is so that you can see your clothes really easily. And the other thing is it stops when you have piles of t-shirts, then you're, and you want the one right on the bottom. For me, I'm going to look after that. But a young child, they're going to pull that bottom t-shirt and the whole thing falls down. They're not going to be putting it back up and putting it back into that nice stack. So this actually helps to to reduce the likelihood of pulling all the t-shirts out to find one. I definitely use this with my son and I found it helps him to see all his t-shirts lined out. out. Um, his drawers are actually quite shallow, so it works perfectly. So it really depends on the storage that you have to be able to do whether you can use the rolling method. I also really like boxes and especially for things like workout gear, pajamas, underwear, socks. So you can throw them in and they don't need to be necessarily folded. They just need to be put in. And I find like with clients I've worked with, with ADHD, like the socks, uh, we will put all the socks in the basket, especially if they're all the same and they look the same. They don't need to be paired because you're just grabbing two out and putting them on. I've done this with my son. So he has his school socks, which are all exactly the same. And he has his weekend socks, which are all black, the same as well. And so they don't necessarily have to be matched up and it's just made it easier for him to be able to put things away and to be able to just grab things out. Looking at your hangers, now you can go out and make your hangers all matching and this will help with visual clutter. But if you're like me and more conscious about the environment and and just wasting you know, resources and, and, and money, then just keep your, as long as though they work for you. So if they're clips broken on your ones that hold your skirts up, I would then recommend to get rid of that one and get a replacement one. We don't want things falling down because the coat hangers aren't working efficiently for you. Same with the, like, if you don't like the texture, the feel of them. And, and it might be then that you don't wear that particular item because it's on the coat hanger that you don't like the feel of. So it's making sure that everything is stored on the coat hangers that will work for you. But just definitely keep that in mind that the coat hangers that are matching do help to eliminate visual clutter. You're less likely to go in there and say, oh, I've got nothing to wear when you've got a lot to wear. It's just because it's so overwhelming. Think about also using compartments to help separate clothes, especially if you've got uh, drawers. You can get inexpensive ones from Kmart and other um, stores depending on the country you're living in that can separate the clothes. So I do have in my son's these um, zip little boxes and I have a couple of those and then the other side's all open but it just helps to separate and him to know where to put the different items in there like it's summer pajamas and winter pajamas are on the other side because it's separated has that barrier between them and these can be really inexpensive um, when we lived in Japan they had them everywhere and they were fantastic and I think that's when I actually started doing and and doing the organization because all of those things were at my fingertips and it opened up the whole world to me of um, Marie Kondo's you know I could see it it was all there in front of me in the country that you know where she's from 
The other thing is thinking about wall space and using that and using like the command hooks or hooks, you know, that are easy to remove if you're, if this isn't your actual, um, you don't own the house, you know, great for jewelry, great for belts to be hung up on the wall and use that vertical space that generally might not be used. Um, scarves, I have my scarves hanging up on those hooks. Great on the back of a door for, kids dressing gowns as well has been great I've used that with um, some clients and it just makes it easy to hang up and keep out of the way but easy for them to then get it out as well when we're putting our things then back into the wardrobe we want to organize it based on you know the clothing grouped together shoes grouped together and accessories back in the same items, the similar items, just so that you can see how much you actually have. So you're going to think about the one, the items that you're going to wear the most, you're going to be putting them in prime real estate, which is what I call that area that's in your eye level, using that front and middle of your wardrobe for the clothes you wear the most often. If you have to get dressed for work in the morning and it's early in the morning, like 6am, then you want to make sure that your work clothes are at the front of your wardrobe. And the lesser items, like for my example, my dresses, they're definitely down the back of the wardrobe. Also thinking about seasons, if you have that area and that space to think about out of season clothes, whether you can even put them away in an, you know, a higher shelf and, you know, depending on where you're living, obviously, but if you're in a wintry place and then it's quite warm in summer and you're never going to wear those woolly jumpers that you could pack them away and place them up high in the wintertime and move your shorts down low, which I do do. Not that our temperature changes dramatically. Another thing is like my, you know, headwear for the races that I've bought, purchased over the years. They are like right up the very top because I never wear, you know, I wear them once a year. Yeah, so they, you know, put up high where I know where they are. They're in these really beautiful boxes, but I don't need them here in front of me in my prime real estate. And I do find that, that people will have things in their prime real estate until you sort of plant that seeds. Why don't you think about putting it up higher? That's such a great idea. The other thing which I'm sure most of you have heard of is turning your coat hangers around backwards. And when you wear it, so when you're putting them back into the wardrobe, so when you wear it, you turn it around the right way. And it just shows you how often you're wearing that particular item. So, you know, after six months, you might be able to see, I haven't worn any of these things here, these items, because the coat hangers are still turned backwards from when I did that last spring clean in my wardrobe. Now, obviously, that's one thing. There's so many clothes in my wardrobe that I have not worn over the past two years because we're not going out. We're not doing the same things because of COVID. And so it's something I keep in mind at the moment is I haven't worn it, but there's a reason why I haven't worn it right now. So when things start to open up and change and we're able to go to restaurants and cafes and to the races again and and to weddings and things like that, then those items I'm sure will see the light of day out of my wardrobe again. Now, the next thing would be coming up with a plan to keep your wardrobe organized though, because it's not going to stay like that forever. It does need you to always go through it and declutter. So organize some sort of spring clean, whether it's in springtime or it's wintertime. But I find change of season is a great time. So obviously here in Australia, we're coming up to summertime. It's a great time now for myself 
to change over and move those shorts down. Not quite, but just about. And so think about a public holiday that's coming up in that time of the year and use that as a way of remembering, oh, this is when I do my spring clean each year. So I'm thinking of here, Melbourne Cup weekend. You may not go away on Melbourne Cup, so it might be a great one that triggers for you. Oh, that's when I usually do my spring clean is that public holiday. Um, yeah, so come up with some some type of public holiday. Another great tip for thinking about is, which I use, is one in, one out rule. So when I'm buying something, it's only going to replace something that's already in my wardrobe. So my wardrobe is quite small, but it's it's made such a difference by having uh, less things to decide from. And, you know, I, I, everything that's in there, I absolutely love wearing. Another thing I did do only this year, and I would tell myself when I was 20 that I would, should have done it back then, was to get your colours done. So I had started to just wear grey, black and white because they were safe. And now by getting my colours done and knowing exactly what suits me, has helped me to shop now. So I'll only shop for those colors that I actually suit my skin color, my hair color, my eye color. The color guru is who I did mine and I'll share a link in the show notes. But also go back and listen to the episode last week with um, Beck because she really hones in on creating this intentional wardrobe and shares some amazing tips around about shopping as well, shopping for items and looking at items that are maybe a little bit more expensive but really suit you. And yeah, we have a great conversation around that. So I hope these tips around organizing your wardrobe are going to help you to remove excess clothing but also then start to live a more intentional with a more intentional wardrobe that helps you to find items in it and doesn't feel so overwhelming. So I'd love for you to tag me on Instagram or Facebook at Simply Happy Circle with your before and after photos of your wardrobe. So thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your paper and digital clutter and free yourself from the overwhelm of clutter so that you can claim back time and space to enjoy the things you love, head over to simplyhappy.com.au in the resource section and grab the declutter checklist and start to reduce your clutter even with small amounts of time.